Welcome to Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890 949, KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. I am Andy Griffith. Thank you for tuning in today. I don't know if I ever got to get the answer to the uh, impossible question of the day today, so I'm going to throw that uh, here at the beginning of the show. Uh, it will be on our website, 890kdx3.com as well. But the, the question of the day today never did get a winner. Uh, I firmly believe we should do this activity every single day. Uh a lot of guesses, uh, but only 75% of people actually do it. So a lot of guesses, let's see, brush your teeth, take a shower, exercise, eat healthy, uh, read your Bible or your scriptures, uh, go for a walk, hug your kid, tell your spouse you love them. All great guesses. The correct answer, much simpler than all of that, I believe we should all put deodorant on every day. <laughs> That's this is a simple little opinion, but that's the answer to today's impossible question. Again, it'll be on our website, 890kdxu.com. Uh, I had a chance yesterday to talk with Mike Lee for just a couple of minutes. I'm going to play that now, and then we'll get rolling on Open Line Friday and take all your phone calls and texts, too. Yeah, you can text me at 435-467-5842. Right now, though, here's, a, here's my chat with Mike Lee. This is good stuff. We've got Senator Mike Lee on the line with me. Mike, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. Thank you. Great to have you on the air. Hey, you had a pretty uh, interesting, fascinating, I even heated maybe discussion with A.G. Garland yesterday. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Attorney General Merrick Garland came before the Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday, and I and my other colleagues on the committee had the opportunity to ask him some questions. The bottom line is that we fear the Department of Justice is being utilized as a political weapon. It's not what it's there for. He basically explained that he or, or someone on his staff saw some news stories and uh, a memo from the National School Board Association. And they decided that they needed the whole might of the United States Justice Department to threaten investigation and or possibly prosecution of parents who get too involved in their school boards and advocating for their position on good policy. Now, the, the, the NSBA that issued this memo subsequently retracted it. But Attorney General Garland is holding on for all it's worth. And, yeah. you know, this, this kind of thing will clearly chill politically protected speech. And it will have the natural tendency to intimidate parents from participating in constitutionally protected activities. These are people advocating for their interests and those of their children at the neighborhood level. These are just neighbors talking to neighbors about local school policy decisions. It shouldn't result in threats to launch a federal investigation. You know, there's a term out there, mama bear, and, you know, the, the phrase the term mama bear comes because we're, you know, we are very protective of our, of our children, and we should be. And, and so when that statement like, like those are made, it, it almost feels like, it, number one, like you said, chilling of freedom of speech, but also, they're, they're, I mean, we're doing everything we can to be involved in our kids' lives, and then the, the government is telling us, no, you, you really shouldn't be involved in your kids' education. Yeah, that's right. And, and here's the interesting thing, Andy. When we really pushed him on this, you know, I, I, I suspected, I, I hope that what he might say is, yeah, we probably messed up on that one. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we'll, we'll withdraw the memo. Yeah, he didn't do that. to do he good. He doubled uh, down. Last year. He doubled down. 
And he claimed, he insisted over and over again that this was necessary because of threats. And yet he later essentially admitted that he can't identify a single instance, a single example of an actual threat of violence against any school board member. That's just unacceptable. You, you would think they would have some kind of uh, instance, some kind of incident or anecdotal or otherwise. So, well, yeah, this is, this is why we're mad, because this happens. You're saying it hasn't happened at all. Well, not that he can identify. Yeah. Now, he, he's the attorney general, and he issues this memo saying it's happening all over the place. He, at the time, referred to the National School Board Association memorandum as his basis for saying that. National School Board Association later had to retract that because it was messed up. It wasn't well-researched. But Attorney General, meanwhile, uh, the Attorney General is is standing his ground and he's saying, no, we're not going to back down. And he kept saying over and over again, you know, threats of violence, threats of violence. We had to do this because of threats of violence. But he later admitted, essentially, he can't identify a single example of that. I find that really troubling. And here's the other weird thing, Andy. So the National School Board Association issued this memo on a Wednesday. I believe it was the 29th of September. Mm -hmm. The Attorney General issued his memo on October 4th, just four or five days later, uh, basically over a weekend, adding a day or two in there. And that doesn't happen. I mean, I I sit on, uh, in my oversight capacity, sitting on the Judiciary Committee, I routinely submit requests for information from the Department of Justice. It often takes months, two, three months, sometimes longer, to get an answer out of them on anything. Huh. And I feel lucky if I get an answer at all. Yeah. These guys submitted something on a Wednesday, and by the following Monday, not only had an answer, but they had a memo directing investigations to take place all over the country by all 94 U.S. attorneys, that they initiate conversations that uh, uh, could focus on this. That's threatening, that's intimidating, that's harassing, especially when you take into account the fact that there was no there there. Yeah. Or there was no threat. And I know there are some... Uh, I, I, I'm going to move on now. That was Mike Lee yesterday. Uh, he was pretty incensed. In fact, he was pretty mad at the Attorney General of the United States uh, because basically the AG said, we need to investigate parents of kids because parents have no right, in the, and, and the AG actually said this, uh, you have no right to be involved in your kid's education. Uh, we're under attack as, as parents. And, and, you know, when I have the school board on, they're on once a month, Steve Dunham, and then we usually get a school, school board member on. And over and over and over again, uh, the examples come up, not just anecdotal, but overwhelmingly anecdotal uh, evidence of if you're involved in your kid's education, and I'm not talking about doing their homework for them or or whatever, just just being there, uh, asking them if they've done their homework, asking them if they need help, asking them uh, what they're working on, uh, being supportive as they put together a project. Uh, over and over and over again, those are the students that excel. Those are the students that succeed and go on and get scholarships and go on and get the, a good career. I mean, you look at some of the, the, the guys that were went to school here recently, well, I say recently, 10, 15 years ago, and now they're, they're business leaders in our community. Uh, even I, look at our two mayoral candidates, uh, Michelle Randall, Jimmy Hughes. They're both local kids who went to school here, and I promise you their parents were involved in their education. 
and now they're leaders of our city. Uh, Jimmy, a business owner, uh, you know, these, these are, these are things that are important to us that should be important to us. Anyway, being involved in your kids and your grandkids, uh, education in their lives. Uh, gosh, I remember when I was a kid, if, if, if an adult showed an interest in something that I liked, I was blown away. I remember years ago, my dad, my dad is listening now. He's going to remember this too. But uh, we used to sit around, you know, we'd we'd sit in the car waiting for my sister to get out of school or whatever it was. And uh, he would play one of his old eight tracks and, you know, the Letterman or or whatever, some, some old group. Uh, And uh, I would be patient and I liked some of the songs. Mostly I didn't enjoy the old time music, but I liked some of them. And um, I remember a song came out. Uh, called Betty Davis Eyes. It was by Kim Carnes. This was in the 80s. And uh, it, it was an interesting song because it, it was a modern song. It was a new song. Most of the people that listened to it, like me, we didn't even know who Betty Davis was except for she was some old actress. That's pretty much all we knew. And so uh, when that song became popular... Uh, I played it for my dad a couple times. He's like, it's a pretty good song. And, and it reminds me of Betty Davis, you know, the movie star when I was young. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever. All I know is this. My dad is, showed interest in, is showing interest in a song that I liked. That was a pretty big deal to me. Now, imagine if you're a kid and you're going to school and you're trying really hard and you have a pretty good grade point average and you've got a big project in one of your AP classes and uh, you're working on it, and your your dad comes into the garage, or your mom comes into your bedroom and says, hey, what you working on? Oh, that's really cool. Tell me about it. That's the kind of thing that that helps, that makes a kid try harder. And then you've got the Attorney General of the United States of America saying, parents have no right to say what, to, to be involved in their kid's education. Parents, you stay out of it. We know what's best for your kid. Oh, man. That's why Mike Lee was incensed. Mike Lee was on uh, my program yesterday. Mike Lee was on uh, uh, the Sean Hannity show yesterday uh, because he he grilled uh, A.G. Garland and, and said, you know, this this is not acceptable. Why Why are you doing this? And I don't know that there was a satisfactory answer to anyone, but I do know this. The best kids... The best anybody are people that are other people are interested in. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, if 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 I'm five years old and I'm coloring something, and mom comes up and or grandma comes up or grandpa or whatever and says, "What's you coloring?" Uh, if I'm you know twelve years old and I'm doing a science project in middle school, and you know my uncle comes over or my sibling or my dad and says, "Hey." What's your, oh, that's pretty cool. Tell me, this is, this is pretty neat. I'm impressed. You're a talented young man. Then I try harder. I do better. I, I want to succeed because I want to show them that I can do it. And they can, I, I know that they care. So, uh, yeah, we're at war right now. The, the, these, these liberals, this, this whole administration right now, half of the Senate, majority of the House, the president, the executive side, they're attacking families, and we should have our hackles up. We should feel mama bear. We should be upset.
All right, uh, 9.20 on KDXU. I did get a request to repeat the answer to the impossible question of the day again. Uh, the, it was a very popular question. If you, if you don't listen to the morning show up until this time, uh, I encourage you to get involved. We have a lot of fun and get prizes away for, those, uh, for someone who can name the answer to the impossible question of the day. Today's impossible question was, uh, I believe that everyone should do this every single day. Uh, only 75% of people do, however. And uh, so what is this activity? And I had a lot of questions, exercise, shower, brush teeth, floss teeth, et cetera. The answer was actually put on deodorant. I believe everyone should put on deodorant every single day. All right, uh, at 921, time to take some phone calls. We'll start it off with the, well, first in line is usually this guy, Seth. What's up? Well, you've thrown me off again because I was going to, have the conspiracy of the day about primary water. And if you Google primarywater.org, you'll find out that there's unlimited water that is, that is uh, down deep and sometimes is shallow and sometimes comes out in lakes and other springs. Mm-hmm. I wish people would go online and see if we can't discover a way to obtain water uh, because the whole planet's made out of it, and there should be no reason why we can't use primary water instead of atmospheric cycle water. So the, the question I have, Seth, is um, you're a pretty smart guy. I, I, I can feel, I can tell you're a pretty smart guy, but I don't think you're the smartest guy out there. Uh, I think there are smarter guys than you and I. Don't you think they've already considered this possibility and decided that it's not financially or, or, or maybe just uh, just reasonable to be able to, to get this water? It, it seems like to me, I mean, I want to bring that up and say, hey, what about the water down below the surface? But don't you think they've already considered that? Well, there's a lot of money in the Water Conservancy District, dams, uh, water purification. And like everything else we, discuss, we discussed, we follow the money. And if whole countries and, and uh, kings and people are drilling these wells and having huge success with them, even people in our own county, previous county commissioners have been drilling wells for their properties. And uh, the, the bottom line is I presented all of this information to the water. Uh, I handed a copy to the mayor, a great big chart explaining how it works. He didn't want to touch it. He didn't even want to hold it in his hand. Is because it... I suggested maybe he drill a well in his office. <laughs> uh, no, that was a joke. But yeah. uh, I gave it to the county commissioners. I gave it to the big shots in the water. I gave it to our water, our current, uh, Zach, and he bought a book on it. Hmm. He's researched it. Uh, but we've got billions of dollars uh, that are being devoted to the Lake Powell uh, pipeline and all. And uh, if a person would just go and look at a chart that explains the two water systems and how it's being created under our feet in unlimited, like, ocean quantities that requires no purification, is under pressure, and um, is uh, requires... Uh, it's heated to the point where you could heat your house with the water and, re- and cycle it through your greenhouses and gardens and have an incredible 
boon to humanity without paying that water bill. I, I agree. And, and, you know, the thing about it, I don't know. I am definitely not an expert in this area. If, I mean, we're talking about $2 billion for this Lake Powell pipeline. That's a lot of money. If we could drill down and it's, it costs $500 million or $1 billion, that's still better than the $2 billion to, to put the pipeline in. So, I, you know, if, in fact, this is feasible, uh, Seth, I, I, I'm all for it. The problem is I, I, I just have to believe there are people smarter than you and I that have already considered this and dismissed it. Well, um, I'm in, in no position to debate or discuss. All <laughs> I can say is point you to that website. Try it, yep. If it makes sense, it shows that it's coming up in rivers. It's probably in Pine Valley, and that's where the locals have been looking. And there are springs that are unexpected. This water is coming up all over the planet. So you don't have to go down 4,500 feet or 6,000 feet, which is, uh, yes, it, it's expensive, but they've had wells. Uh, they've drilled um, seven kilometers down in, in Russia and other places. So it's, it's not uh, beyond the scope of our technology. And uh, why don't we solve these problems Instead of uh, uh, putting a pipeline to an empty lake with a great big salt ring around it and then have to worry (laughs) for the rest of our lives how to maintain it and how to pump it and how to take care of it. And how to fight California for it and and Nevada and stuff. And and we can take California and say, take all that water. We got cleaner, better water underneath St. George. Yeah, well said. All right. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate the call today. Great to talk to you. if if that would work, if that could work, man, I would sure love it. Wouldn't it make, you know, we worry about water. We talk about water almost every single day. Uh, every single mayor talks about water. Uh, if there was a better answer, uh, I, I, I hope, I mean, it, maybe it's an oversight. Maybe it didn't, didn't, did not consider all of this. I, I don't know. Uh, I just, like I said, I'm a little skeptical of Seth's theory just because there's a lot of really smart people who know a lot about water and, and how deep it is and how to get it. And if, if, if it's an oversight, if they miss it, okay, well, egg on the face, right? They're embarrassed, but that's okay. We don't care. You can be embarrassed. Just find the easier, cheaper water. Uh, I'm for Lake Powell Pipeline right now because, it, to me, it seems like the only way. If there's a better way, I'm, I'm open to it. I'd love to hear it. By the way, if you'd like to be a part of the program, 6735890 is the phone number. Uh, it's Open Line Friday. Uh, you can text me as well at 435-467-5842. I have a call and a text right now. We'll go to the call first. Hey, thanks for calling today. What's on your mind? Good morning, Friday, uh, Andy. It's Friday. Yeah. So that's a good thing. It sure is. <laughs> hey, the comment that Seth made, I think, does have a air of truth about it in that I believe that um, a lot of thing, a lot of decisions that are made that have big dollars assigned to them are, are politically driven. A um, lot of lobbyists out there that make lots of money True. guiding a guiding a decision one way or another. And I think that's the same thing that we're seeing in the schools. Um, I, I, I have to admit, um, 
I have to imagine that that was a Freudian slip to, you know, for uh, Attorney General Garland to say, you know, parents have no responsibility in their in their kids' education. <laughs> what fool would say that? Yeah, this is and the guy. So yeah, <laughs> I. I I was the first one in three generations to graduate from college in my family, and so therefore we we changed the course of direction with regards to the importance of school with my kids, and all of my kids have now graduated with zero debt from a four-year university, and hopefully they'll they'll pass that on to their to their kids and their posterity. It yeah. wasn't easy because um, math. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know math. I was, I was, I'm in the finance I was, business. I was going to say, with all due respect, math sucks. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, you know, they tell me you're going to use it sometime in your life, but I'm in my 60s and I haven't used some of this yet. But <laughs> nevertheless, I think that if you have a young child that has a direction, if you're not able to mentor them, find someone who's in that business and ask them to be a mentor. Most individuals who are professionals are more than willing to give back to their their profession through pro bono work or through uh, internships. And um, if you have a child who hasn't found that passion yet, help them explore and understand um, that there is a world out there to discover and kind of expand your horizons and, and look at different things. It, you know, it's interesting that you may be going down this path and suddenly something captures your attention and you go down a completely different path. And if you can figure that out quick enough, you know, before your junior year in college, you're not going to be starting over again, you know, on your, under, your undergrad and grad degrees. So right. I think having a mentor and having parents who are, are um, active in their child's education is probably one of the best things that we can do as a parent. Yeah, well said. Thank you. I appreciate the call today. Mm-hmm. Great to talk to you. Uh, you know, I remember years ago, this was like 95, 96, somewhere in there, which to me doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was. Uh, I was in a store parking lot. I don't remember the store. I just remember being in a parking lot, and a lady came up to me, and she had a little 10-, 12-year-old in tow, 10-year-old boy, I would say. And uh, she said, hey, I, I, you're Andy Griffin, right? I said, yeah. She said, my son just loves you. I'm like, wait, wait, what? She said, yeah, he listens to, to all your radio, all your football games and basketball games on the radio, and he wants so bad to be a radio broadcaster. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And then I was going to go on and go into the store. And she's like, so do you do you think you could, you know, maybe have him come to a game with you? Or maybe we could drop him off and can sit in the booth with you and listen or, or something like that. And I just remember thinking, oh, what a pain in the – wait a minute. Yeah, no, why not? Why, yeah, why not? I mean, you know, the, the, the kid – and I, I think I had – my son was probably about – well, he would have only been four or five years old at the time. Uh, but um, I, I just remember thinking – it, it's really not going to hurt anything. Uh, she said, well, we'll even pay for him to get in. And I, I, I told her, ah, we can figure out a way to get him in for free. Uh, but And then he came and he sat and, and did games. And uh, when I say did games, he listened on the headset and pretended like he was on the air with me and, and made a difference in his life. And maybe being a Maybe being a sports broadcaster isn't a world-changing occupation, but this kid liked it, and he wanted to do it. And now 
I'm happy to report he is a professional sports broadcaster because he had a vision. He had something he wanted to do, and then he had someone, and I'm not trying to make myself out to be a saint, but he had someone who said, yeah, sure, come be a part of it. I'll, I'll, I'll mentor you. I'll help you out a little bit. It was a pretty cool moment for me and I think probably for him as well. Uh, and actually, I wish I'd had someone like that when I was young. I was fortunate enough. I, I was in media. My dad was a TV weatherman. My brother the cameraman and producer. Uh, so I, I did have that. But, uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool deal. All right, let's do one quick phone call, and then i got to get the weather break in. Uh, hey, thanks for calling today. What's up? I have two things to say. Is this me? Yeah. Yes. Uh, as regards to what Seth said back in up at the University of Utah, I took classes from a William Stokes who has his name all over geological papers uh, mm-hmm. dealing with Utah. And he told us that there was an underground river that went from the Wasatch Front all the way down and ended up in southern Utah. And down here, Tokerville has a spring which they have. They have put dye in all the possible sources that they think it's coming from, and they can't. It's never showed up. Oh wow! So, so Seth is right. There is an underground supply of water, and that Tokerville Springs has all. You used to be able to go up there and get water, but now they've closed it and fenced it and piped it, so you can't do anything anyway. So that's that's in that. You know, I say Seth is probably right on this, or he is right because of a man named William Stokes, and you can check him out. Anyway, okay, I will. Yeah. The other, or do I get two more seconds? Okay. Sure, the sure. other thing is, yes, yesterday at two o'clock, after reading about this stuff that they want, this huge amount of money they want, and reading about it, I came across this thing where it said that they were going to give four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to illegal aliens. Yeah. who were separated families, okay? And so I immediately got on the phone and tried to talk to Romney, and he his his phone thing is a circle. You can't talk to anybody. I did get a hold of Lee's office, and they knew nothing about it, and they said they'd get back to me. And last night, watching Tucker Carlson, that's the first thing he said. So I came across it in my research, and he said, it is, and this morning they also said it is happening. They're going to give a million dollars to these illegal aliens. Yeah, as as the law, as reparations for separating their families is what they're talking about. It's unbelievable. You're right. And I'm 74 years old, and I'm raising two kids with disabilities that were abandoned by their mother, and I cannot get a cent from anybody to help. This is just—it's time to stop paying taxes. It's time. I don't know what we need to separate. Yeah. Makes it, th- thank you for the call. Appreciate it. It makes me angry. If you haven't heard about this, uh, the Biden administration is talking about paying uh, res- reparations to illegal aliens who were separated by the United States at the border from family members. Uh, and they're talking about paying, for, I think it's 400 and something thousand dollars per kid uh, uh, to, 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 I can't even say it, to, to compensate them for the uh, pain and suffering they went through for illegally coming into our country and then uh, being, being separated from their parents. I, 
It boggles the mind sometimes. We'll talk more about that. I do have a special guest coming up in about uh, 20 minutes, and uh, it has to do with Halloween, and uh, it's sometimes we get really serious on this program. This is not serious. It's the opposite of serious. Welcome to Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890 949, KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Welcome back. I'm Andy 940 right now on KDXU. I'm always missing that weather break. One of these days, a boss is going to listen and go, uh, You're fine. Hopefully, not anytime soon, though. Let's go to the phone lines on Open Line Friday. Folks, hang on. Thank you for calling today. Hey, what's going on? Well, good morning, Andy. Morning. Hey, I want to be a millionaire? Just cross the border illegally and let your kids go somewhere else, and you got it. Oh, you just <laughs> kind of stole a little of my thunder there. I know, I know, but uh, I, <laughs> okay. I figured that, that, that got you fired up today, right? Well, you know, um, you, you, sometimes you have to look at things and try to laugh. That's all, um, all you can well, do at this point, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. But anyhow, since we now have a federal government that is uh, laser-focused on proper pronoun usage, transgender equality, um, a wholehearted embrace of illegal immigration. Plus keeping I'm parents gonna... out of the classroom. Yep. Oh, well, yeah, of course. You know, And then, you know, taxpayer-funded unlimited abortion and... Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, federal government needs to tell you how to vote, when to vote, where to vote. And if you don't vote, they'll vote for you. Right. Um, you know, on and on and on. And, mm-hmm. and of course, we're going to spend trillions of dollars, but it's not going to cost anything. I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> but uh, anyhow. Magic. It's I, magic. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I have got something here. Okay. Let's take the embracement of this new wonderful left, okay? So I think I am going to now identify Uh-oh. as the child of, you know, the abandoned child <laughs> of an illegal. Uh, well, you got a check coming then, man. you got a big old check coming your way. Hey, easier to win than the lottery, right? <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. It, I mean, it, you're right. We have to laugh because it's so ludicrous. Yeah. But uh, seriously, folks, if you're out there and you're pondering this, hey, they've already just absolutely embraced this top to bottom. And um, go out there and and play their game. Identify. Get your proper pronouns all in a row. Properly identify. And before you know it, you'll be sitting pretty tax-free, all kinds of federal money coming in. You'll be a millionaire, not have to pay a dime in taxes. You know, and then once you got that all built up and it's nice and secure and you got it squirreled away, you can go back to being a normal person. Yeah, just identify. I want to identify as Jorge, a 10-year-old Hispanic from Peru. Yeah. Give me a check. I want my money. Yeah, you know, well, and if you really want to, you, maybe maybe they'll add some more to that check if you're uh, Jorge that really is uh, Luisa. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, man. You know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's it's sad that we're to this point. It is. And we used to laugh and joke about this years ago. Mm-hmm. It's reality. It's real. It's it's sadly real. All right. Yeah. 
I got I got to go. Thanks for the call today. Appreciate it. All right, you have a good weekend. You too. Yeah, that money's there. Now, it's not a done deal yet, but they're talking about they're talking about paying those families lots and lots of money in reparations. Uh, that money, where's that going to come from? Mm, that's you, me. All right, back to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Andy. Yeah. <clears throat> so if, if we're following the, the pattern of Venezuela, which, you know, kind of seems like we are, a million dollars is really only going to buy you a week's worth of groceries in a little while anyway. So, <laughs> Good point. Uh, so going back to the water thing, uh, one thing we've learned from this uh, – this pandemic is that if you put people in a desperate enough situation, they'll listen to anything you say because they think that you're going to be their savior. Mm. And so with the water district, if they put us in a desperate situation, at least make us believe that we're in a desperate situation, they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. It's the water board is not an elected position. Right. Have, you, have you seen what the salary for the, the chairman of the board is i heard rumors it's over 200 plus so yeah so why wouldn't he want to keep people thinking that there's a desperate situation so that he can you know continue to do whatever he wants you make it you make a very valid point appreciate that yep thanks all right talk to you later let's go back to the phone lines line four hey what's up richard morning Andy. morning <coughs> There was an interesting call you had with Senator Lee about our AG. Yeah. was about one step away from being on the Supreme Court. That's right. Yeah, they, they, they don't think that we should be able to be in, we should be involved in what our kids learn. They, they think that they're, they know way better than we do what our kids need. That's what, that's what the AG's saying. Well, that's what the Democrats have been telling us for years. It takes village. But anyway, about wasting money. Yeah. I was watching a news show the other day. You know all this COVID money that they were sending out to these businesses to keep them afloat and stuff? Yeah. Tens and tens of billions of dollars were stolen by criminals going after that money. Right. They were, yeah, they were creating fake businesses and getting checks from the government. I remember that. And nobody follows up on this stuff. It just amazes me, you know, how many billions of dollars a year that we lose. It's probably scary, yeah? Yeah. And nobody follows it, you know. We had Joe Biden in charge at one time to follow all that money Obama was giving away. We know how that worked out. Now he's president, so. Yeah. And he's giving he's giving billions of dollars to Russia to buy their oil that we were producing already here in the U.S., that we were selling to other countries a few yeah. years ago. Yep. It's nuts. It really is, you know. And now we're giving the illegals. I don't even understand that. That just makes you sad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, the, the rules at the border. Hey, thanks for the call today. The rules at the border make no sense. I I remember this morning one of the Republican uh, senators saying, uh, the the border rules that they the whole thing has flown it's it's jumped the shark as they say it's off the rails the rules make no sense I crossed uh, I was in Mexico a couple of years ago uh, and we drove across the border getting there was no problem getting back was, some of the rules were yeah I need to see your knee wait what yeah your knee you might have drugs hidden on your knee uh, okay uh, here's my knee. Do you want to open my trunk? Oh, no, no, there's nothing in the trunk. I want to see your knee and your elbow. 
Okay. Uh, all right. It's 9.48 on KDXU today. I do have a special treat coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, I do want to thank Joe Shoney, though, first thing first. Joe Shoney is a sponsor of the show, has been for quite some time. Uh, Joe Shoney, you go online, he's got uh, 576 reviews and an average score of 4.9 out of 5 stars. It's phenomenal numbers. Why? Because he cares about you. Customer service is his thing. If you want a loan officer who actually will keep you uh, apprised of exactly what's going on the entire the entire uh, time that your loan is, uh, the entire life of your loan, then you want this guy. It's Joe Shoney, 435-590-6300. Joe Shoney is NMLS number 121041. Welcome back. Andy Griffin with you live on this uh, Halloween Eve Eve. We're... I guess technically two days away, although much of Utah likes to celebrate Halloween on Saturday. Kind of keep the Sabbath day holy, that kind of thing. But uh, I've got Fred Walker in here. Fred is a scary character. <laughs> Thank well, you very I, much. I don't know that you're real scary, Fred, but uh, thanks for coming in. Fred's with Info West. Uh, Fred, you've got some stuff come up t- today, right? Five o'clock today? As a matter of fact, we do. We have our annual trunk or treat drive through at our office at 435 East Tabernacle. In okay. St. George. So it's a drive-thru. It's a drive-thru. So just stay in your car. We come right through the parking lot, and we'll come around. We're going to have food. We're having Jimmy John's. We have, Ooh. yes, we have drinks from Perks. We're going to have ice cream sandwiches and full-size candy bars. Full si- oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we went candy shopping last night for Halloween. Wanted to make sure we had plenty and. And uh, they had the boxes of the full-size candy bars, and my wife's like, should we, should we get some of these? And I said, well, honey, every kid in the neighborhood is going to be at our house if we serve full-sized ones. That's right. So let's go with the small <laughs> ones and see how many really want it. Well, we're going to start off with the, with the large ones, uh, 5 o'clock, and we'll, go th- we'll still have candy for everyone. But if you want uh, the full-size, show up at 5 o'clock, just get in line, and we'll bundle you through the back. You'll see the flags out in front there. Again, 435 East Tabernacle tonight, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Very cool. Free stuff. I mean, I, that's all you have to say. Free stuff. There you go. Costume, right? drive, you know, come through their costumes, make <laughs> it fun. Let's make it an enjoyable evening tonight. When I was uh, first got this job two and a half, almost three years ago now, uh, they said, well, one of the things you have to do as part of this job is you have to go to public events. You have to, you know, you have to join the Chamber of Commerce and you have to do this, that, and the other thing. And I, I'm not, even though I, I'm comfortable on the radio, I'm not super comfortable in public settings. And so I remember going to my first Chamber of Commerce and this guy walks up to me and he starts talking to me like we we're best friends from years gone by. And I'm like, who is this guy? And it turns out his name was Fred Walker. And, hey. and that's, that's Fred's personality. You are, you're kind of the, uh, uh, I don't know, unappointed greeting committee to anyone anywhere. You know, I love people and yeah, I love uh, the opportunity to help them. And that's what it's all about in this life. Very, very good today. I, I don't know. One thing about it, I don't know that you want to get into any of the serious heavy issues we've been talking about today. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, that's not really your yeah. You know, it's Halloween weekend. Let's ah, make it fun. Doing. Let's focus on the kids and enjoyment and, and have a few laughs. And, uh, you know, that's the thing about it is I, I don't take myself seriously. I take what <laughs> I do seriously, but not myself. And that's why I enjoy being around people and being able to, if they can smile, Andy, that's, that's the ultimate and uh, that's what I love doing in life. Now, Fred, if I said two words to you, I want to get your reaction. Those words are Boris Pickett. <laughs> what, what does Boris Pickett mean to you? Bobby Boris Pickett. Yes. Yeah, so um, <laughs> when I was a kid in the 60s uh, growing up, 
this song came out. Actually, it was it came out in 1962. You mentioned that uh, I think not a few, few days ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I loved it. I I have loved growing up with seeing all these movies, uh, monster movies. Uh, we had a monster club when I was a kid, and we all had to get together. We had to know the names of all the, you know, Dracula and Wolfman and the Mummy mm. and of course Frankenstein. Yeah, and so I used to love watching them, and of course. Uh, Boris Karloff was uh, my favorite monster sure. actor at the time, and of course Lon Chaney and Bela Lugosi too as well. But yeah. but I just you know, fell in love with those those characters. The the song we're talking about is Monster Mash. Mm. Uh, Bobby Boris Pickett. Um, I, I saw him on I don't know it was YouTube or somewhere. I saw him saying he's a pretty straight laced guy actually. You, you, and I was expecting a guy you know much like Frankenstein or something to be singing the song, <laughs> and he's not. No, yeah. so. Uh, but the song was, uh, you know, there's certain songs that every White Christmas, for instance, uh, every Christmas, White Christmas, I'm, people are just going to play it, uh, you know, and you've got uh, uh, God Bless the USA on the 4th of July. And for Halloween, it's really become with with maybe an honorable mention to Thriller uh, with Michael Jackson, but Monster Mash has become the Halloween song. It, it has. It certainly has. It's definitely a, a favorite. That's for sure. So let's, uh, without any further ado, let's uh, let's do a little monster match. This is going to be live, folks. It's not like we're pre-recorded. <laughs> this is live on the radio. And it's Andy's not... going to help me along with this too. He's I'm, got I'm a gonna, part. I'm going to help a little. He's I, got a cameo <laughs> along with uh, Boris. Uh, actually, Boris is not singing today. It's Boris Fred Boris Walker. Oh, there you go. Singing the monster match. Let's do it. And of course, I push the button and it doesn't go. There we go. (laughs) I was looking in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from its slab began to arise And suddenly... To my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the monster mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrode. The mesh. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his bane hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It caught on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out. From his coffin, Jack's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, 
Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool. Drax's a part of the band. And my monster mash, it's the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you. You can mash. Then you can monster mash. And monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Mmm, mash good. Mm, easy, Igor. You impetuous young boy. Mmm, mash good. Good stuff. <laughs> that was Fred live. Yes, that wasn't Boris Pickett. That was Fred Walker live. Great job, Fred. Thank you, and thank you, Dracula, for. Did, uh... did I did I blow my line? Or I I, I tried. To you get it did in it there. perfectly. I didn't realize the the background. They were so high. I was I was falsettoing it. There you certainly the were, <laughs> and doing a fine job of it. I might add. <laughs> well, thanks, Fred. Everybody, we want to wish you guys a happy Halloween. Again, Fred, your activity tonight is five o'clock. Five o'clock down at uh, Info West Building, four three five East Tabernacle. Please come down and enjoy some food, fun, frivolity, and Fred. And you don't have to have a kid, right? No, yeah, come down, yeah. Come down, have a, have a sandwich, have yes. a, a full-size candy bar. Yes, exactly. Ice cream, you said? Ice, Ice cream, cream sandwiches as well, so. As well. I, You know, like I said, we get real serious on this show sometimes. We're talking about issues and we get fired up. And, and certainly there are reasons to be, but uh, sometimes you need to forget all that. Forget who's president right now and, mm-hmm. and who's getting money from where and stuff and just uh, have a nice time. Let's right? do it. Let's do it. Happy right. Halloween, Andy. I, I would come down, by the way, but I'm going to be at a football game. Right? Okay. Uh, well, come grab some goodies. Game. Grab and go. Save me something, okay? <laughs> okay. Time for news now. Thanks for listening, folks.